Lathan Ransom and Joshua Proctor, they are the experienced safeties for Ohio State, while Jihad Carter is a newcomer. How are these three individuals viewed by the NFL? We'll discuss that next on Locked Up Buckeyes. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 22nd in the year 2023. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. For the past, my goodness, couple of months now, we have been going through a summer scouting series where we're looking at Buckeyes that are draft eligible and how they're viewed by the NFL, NFL coaches, executives, draft analysts, etc. And once again today, for the final time this offseason, it's my favorite NFL draft analyst. You can find his work at Rise and Draft Scouting. You can also hear him on a podcast, the first team, where he's breaking down scouts at Ohio State and all across the country looking forward to next year's NFL draft. He also covers recruiting for irishbreakdown.com it's my guy ryan roberts ryan that's possibly the longest intro i've given you over this summer but i want everyone to know how busy you are and how tapped into college football you are as well ryan welcome back to the show thanks jay i appreciate it man it's it's isn't it one of the wildest offseason jay because i mean in notre dame world we're in game week now right like it's week <laughs> zero so this summer has flown by. It's funny, me and Joe on the first team podcast, we, he, Joe was literally like, hey, man, we have to do two position groups next week for summer scouting because we ran out of time and things got delayed. So we're literally doing safeties, wide receivers. we got to finish up quarterbacks early next week. So, man, this summer has flown by. But football is here on the positives, I guess. But, yeah, it's been wild. Football man. is definitely here. That's a little teaser as well. If you want to hear what Ryan and Joe DeLeon had to say about the – safeties and the receivers and quarterbacks are to get drafted next year tap into the first team podcast i listen to it i think you should as well speaking of safeties ryan that i did had no idea that was going to be something that you got you guys were going to record soon yeah. but when i hit you up about this there were three guys that are the like at the top of our conversation for the day for the safeties that are draft eligible lathan ransom josh proctor and jihad carter one of the three is a newcomer one of the three is in his sixth year. One of the three is the other guy that might be the best of all of them. How do you view just this trio of safeties that we're going to talk about today? I actually really like the trio for like from a college perspective yeah. for a second because I think that when you look at Jim Knowles' defense where he runs a lot of like three safety sets at times, I actually think that you can mix and match Ransom, Proctor, and Carter really well because there's a couple guys in there that I think could do a little bit of stuff. In the slot at times, I think there's a couple of those guys that can do some stuff from depth. I, I think that's a pretty versatile group. So from a note, from an Ohio State practicality perspective, I would be pretty excited about that trio, you know, as far as Jim Knowles and being able to deploy them. I think when we're talking about them as prospects, there's definitely one that I have a lot higher than the other two. But I, but I would say this is that in a vacuum – I like two out of three, a pretty decent amount for where they're kind of viewed right now. And the other one, I mean, we'll get into Proctor at some point, right? It's just like, he's kind of just been the same guy for three years, which like, isn't a bad thing, but like, 
I feel like we've kind of just seen what we're going to get on Josh Proctor, but we'll get more to that, obviously. But I really like, I mean, I think Ohio State in general, if cornerback play can take a step forward, and we talked about that on the last show that I was on, I think that the secondary is quietly going to be one of the better ones in the Big Ten, and if not in college football. Like I think that that safety room really gives you guys a lot of depth and a lot of variety that you can go to, man. There's a lot of possibilities, I think, if it's developed properly. I'm right there with you. The first guy up for the day is Lathan Ransom. A year ago, he played in 12 of the 13 Buckeye games that the Buckeyes played last year. 74 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one interception, three pass breakups, one fumble recovery, and one forced fumble. Normally, Ryan, as you know, I don't go through the stats for a guy when we open up about him. But I think for the jump that Ransom took a year ago, especially coming off of that broken leg that happened in the Rose Bowl at the end of 2021, bouncing back and having 74 tackles and just filling up the stat sheet, that was a great confidence boost for him at the end of the offseason. Now, going through a year where he has a full offseason, he's healthy, he's a leader in the clubhouse, all of those things. I think all those things go into this possibly being a huge year, huge year for Lathan Ransom. Before we project, what do you see when you watch the film about this talented young man? Yeah, he's a really interesting player because I think coming into last year, like I, I had known the name Latham Ransom for a long time because Notre Dame was also very high on mm -hmm. Latham Ransom and they recruited him heavily. But going into last year, you knew Ronnie Hickman was going to be your guy on the back yeah. end and then you knew that Josh Proctor was coming back as, as far as the experience factor. So that was kind of like my impression on what the safety room was going to look like. By the end of the year, in my opinion, Latham Ransom was the best safety by a decent margin for Ohio State last year. Athletically, I think that he is the best in that room as an all-around athlete, in my opinion. He's six foot, 211 pounds. That's verified from the NFL scouts this offseason, so he's a bigger safety. But, Jay, then there are some things sometimes on film. I forget which game it was where he was kind of – he was playing like a robber type of alignment, but then he worked completely to the middle of the field and turned his hips and made a crazy interception on the season. And so I think that there's a lot more upside to him as a coverage player. I honestly think that Ohio State – misused him a little bit last mm -hmm. year at times. Like I understand that he can do things through the down near the box, which is why he had 74 tackles and a few tackles for loss. So, like he's a good run defender and he's got yes. upside in that area. Yes. But then I see some times where he kind of opens up and flips his hips. I'm like, there's some coverage ability here, like from deep alignment. So I really think that you have the all around profile here. If he's able to take a step forward, because again, I think it, from an NFL evaluation perspective, you saw glimpses into what Lathan Ransom could be in 2022. Now, 2023, if he can take a step forward, I think he has a chance to fight for the top safety off the board in the 2024 NFL draft. Like, I think he's that talented. It's just about consistency, right? There's some bad angles at times. There's some lapses at times. If you can eliminate those first-year hiccups as a first-year starter for Ohio State last season – I think you have some special ability here, man. I really do. I think athletically, he has a lot of upside to work with. I'm right there with you. And he's one of those guys that early on, I, I took this approach where it's kind of wait and see. I don't yeah. really care about, and this may be somewhere where someone's like, Jay, you're stupid. I don't really care. I don't really put much stock into Ryan, the five-star, four-star, the recruiting databases out there. I don't really put much stock into those. Yes, they're good talking points, and you can um, – you could get a lot of people's attention saying, oh, this five-star D-tackle or this four-star safety who might be a five-star next week because he's going to go to the right camp to get attention. I don't really put much stock into that stuff. And so when it came to Lathan Ransom, I saw a lot of people, even in the YouTube comments, saying, 
you need to look at this guy. You need to look at this guy. You need to look at him. And I was kind of just like, man, I'm kind of waiting. No, he's. I kind of bought in on him a year ago, man. I kind of bought in on the player, his versatility. I loved his run, stopping ability, and just tackling right there in the box. Because at someone his size, when you know you're going to be down there with guys that are 300, 310, 315, and a guy coming at you at a running back who's your size but maybe a little bit quicker, it's tough, man. Like, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. It is really tough to be a guy at his size to be a force down there in the box in the run-stopping part of the game. Yeah, I want to see more in the passing area and the pass coverage, but I think we're going to see more of that in the upcoming season. But, Ryan, I I bought all in on him last year because he showed me that not only can he be a really good college safety, but he might be a guy who could be a day-two draft pick next year. Oh, I think he can be. I actually had a third round grade on him right now. So I, I and that's with an arrow up a little bit. Like I okay. think Ransom has a chance to be a firm day two football player. I really do because I look at him, Jay, and I, I just say with how the NFL is going nowadays, where coverage versatility is so much more at a premium, you know, like you can't just have a safety that does one thing nowadays, yeah. right? You can't have that. This young man, six foot. 211 pounds. He can do the dirty work to your point. He can come down, play in the box. He can rotate down, play the alley. All that stuff's great. But I'm telling you right now, man, I hope that Ohio State deploys him a little bit more working from depth, working from the roof, because I still think there's range there, man. I really do. I mean, I think there's moments where you see that this kid is flexible. He can flip his hips and he can run a little bit. Like, I think that he is a, probably a high 4-4 type of athlete. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he runs like 4-4-6, 4-4-7, somewhere in that ballpark. Because I really think that this kid can open and run, and he's an athlete. So I think when when what, what I want to see from Latham in 2023 is let's play a little bit more from depth, and then let's rotate down. Because I know that you can do that stuff. I know you can do the latter. Can you do the former consistently? Because this safety group in 2024, which is coming to his favor a little bit, it's not a great class, and there's not a lot of guys that can make a lot of plays working from depth, like true free safety type of players. Like there's only guys like Cameron Kitchens and Tyler Newbin from Minnesota. Like those are a couple of the guys that can make those plays working from depth. This young man has that ability, and he is a better tackler than like Tyler Newbin is, for instance, right? So if he is able to show that he can make more of an impact and pass coverage consistently from working from a free safety alignment. I think this kid has all the talent in the world to be a day two pick. I really do. Cause I would have, I, I would be surprised like Ronnie Hickman last year. We knew that when he had the test, eventually we knew it wasn't going to be great. And it funny enough, he avoided testing in the entire draft process. <laughs> I wonder why, right? This kid is not that type of situation. I imagine him running in the four fours. I imagine him having a high 30 plus inch vert. I think that he has the upside of a very coverage versatile safety at the next level. I'm right there with you. We hear some good stuff about Ryan and from Ryan and what how he views Lathan Ransom. Will that be the same when we get to the next athlete, which is Josh Proctor? Stick around to Locked Up Buckeyes here on a Tuesday. You don't want to miss what's coming next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence 
and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash college. Lathan Rance is a guy, Ryan, that if you just a casual football fan, but you turn tune into Ohio State for just some of the bigger games, you're going to see flashes and say, who is that guy? Right. What What's his name? Where's he from? Is he going to the NFL draft next year? I want my team to draft him. That's not going to be the case with Joshua Proctor. Not one time, Ryan. I'm going to give you a little background on Jay here. 2019 Big Ten Championship game. I was at the game um, in the lower level. I'm not sure how I got tickets at the price that I did at that section, but so be it. I was there. Jimmy Rucker had that big, that big, nice, stretched out touchdown uh, catch. I was right near that end zone. So I was really excited for that team. And also for Joshua Proctor. I was a big fan of Proctor back then. He made a big hit against Wisconsin's quarterback at the end of the game, and everyone remembers that play. Unfortunately, Ryan, in 2020, he he played seven of eight games. In 2021, he played two of 13 games. Last year, played 11 games. So I'm thinking last year, his experience, not injured, things like that are going to be a big reason why Jim Knowles is going to be able to lean on Proctor's experience in big games. Unfortunately, it was a former uh, Notre Dame football player in Lorenzo Styles who scored because Proctor took a bad angle, missed a tackle, and Styles goes to the house. I think it was like a 50 or 51-yard touchdown catch that Lorenzo Styles had last year. Proctor got pulled for ransom, never really got a spot back. So as much as I was a big fan of Proctor in 2019, I'm kind of in a, brother, you got to wow me early in the season for me to be all in on you. I want him to be great. But just from a college standpoint, not even an NFL standpoint, Ryan, yet I'm not sold on him as being a guy that should be in the rotation for the Buckeyes in the fall. Proctor's a weird guy, man. He's weird. I mean, one, we've been talking about him for three years. This is literally, I think, our third year talking about Josh Proctor because the NFL seems to like him, Jay. I mean, I'm literally looking at the Blessed list right now where they have a fourth-round grade on Josh Proctor. Hmm. Where I, This is where I am with him, right? couple years ago, you remember, I was like, I like Josh Proctor. He's a good player. Yeah. You know, he could hit. He's physical. Comes down in the box. Alley runner. Cool. Solid athlete. I think that his athleticism has gotten zapped a little bit with the injuries over the last couple of years. Yeah. I think that's a part of the conversation. And what makes him really scary to me is that we are now projecting a player that is going to be a day three football player who has to do the little things, right? The physical things play down in the box, play special teams, run down, coverage, all that type of stuff. And, Jay, if I'm talking about a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy right. and he has to do all the gritty stuff, the, right. all the physical work, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's a really tough evaluation in my opinion. So I like Joshua Proctor, the football player, in a vacuum, right? I love the physicality. I love the tenacity. I think he plays with good eyes and good anticipation. But I just don't think he's the athlete that maybe he was a couple years ago. And I, the injury concerns really worry me. So this kid was a guy that I was talking about maybe being a 
early day three to mid day three type of player last year to the borderline draftable player in my opinion right now. Like I think that he's going to be a guy that's sixth, seventh round. Maybe you make a dart throw, or maybe he goes priority free agent just because you can't really depend on him. And it's not dependability from him being in the wrong spots. He's always going to be in the right spots. Dependability though, as far as can he run down on a coverage play, make a tackle, and can I be for go- like for sure that he's going to be able to get up? <laughs> I mean, like that's kind of where you are with Joshua Proctor. So it's a very troubling evaluation because I just think the durability stuff and a little bit of the athleticism getting zapped has really put limitations on how good of a player this kid could be on the next level. And you know, Ryan, not just the transfer portal, which I mentioned to you pre-show, that could have been something that Proctor could have utilized to be on the field every single down on defense and to raise his draft stock. But also, Ryan, you look at Jihad Carter, who has more eligibility left, and Ransom, who has more eligibility left if he chooses to use it. This is it for Proctor. So it's it's, it's very much similar to Seven Banks, but different. Because I think Seven Banks had a different mindset. It imbued himself different than NFL draft people do. It, Seven Banks transferred, but it just, his injury, like, I was watching the game. I think it was on kickoff. He got injured, and, like, he was just done. Like, he's not going – I don't think he got drafted or picked up any, by anybody. I don't think so. Um, but Seven Banks and, and Proctor, they're, they're two guys, like, injuries. But you just want a little bit more. Like, be solid at a few things. Not five. Give me two other five to be solid at. We can work with that. Work to make it two and a half to three. Proctor's just one of those guys, man, that when I look and hear some reports coming out of fall camp, Keep hearing Ransom starting, uh, Jihad Carter maybe, Cam Martinez maybe, um, Sonny Styles who is like the young guy that's going to get all the attention, never really hearing about Josh Proctor. So unless something changes over the next couple of weeks or first part of the season, Proctor's looking at a guy that he turns into a guy as a vet in the NBA or NFL. He's trying to get a ring. Ohio State's a good place to do that at. But NFL conversations that we're having today – you're looking at a guy that might not get drafted because of the things he he tests at and questions about durability on the field. Well, I, I think if he doesn't start and make an impact for the Buckeyes, then he won't get drafted. I mean, I think that's where we are because what I, what I envision him is that he's going to test okay to yeah. below average, somewhere in that ballpark. Like he's not going to be a great tester though, and he's going to have some of the medical stuff to answer to. You think he like a four, those- like four, five, eight, forty? Yeah, four five eight, four six zero. Oh. They actually have a four five five estimated, but okay. I think he's probably a, a slight, a tick slower than that. I mean, again, not a not a huge deal because I don't really care. I mean, the best safety in the twenty twenty three NFL draft was Brian Branch, and he ran four five eight. Like I don't care about that okay. as okay. much. Um, I think he's going to test fine to below average though, and he's going to have some medical stuff to answer to. So for me, like he's going to have kind of that profile of it's a gamer, right? Like the lights come on and then he's going to play his best football. Well, if he's not playing football as much, then like, what am I hanging my hat on? I think that that's my biggest thing with Proctor right now is like, you don't really know what to hang your hat on. So yeah, I think the most likely outcome is priority free agent. If he's able to play a decent amount, even with the medicals, I think he has a chance to get drafted, but ultimately with how things seem to be trending to your points, I mean, cause the way it sounds is that, Sonny Styles is the big nickel, and then when they go to a true nickel, it sounds like Cam Martinez is the guy that's probably going in there more than likely. So is Proctor going to be split reps 50-50 with Jahad Carter? Is Jahad Carter the starter, and then he's playing 25% of the reps and rotating at multiple spots? Like, 
it just it, this is kind of a wait and see approach that I have for Proctor. Like, let's see how much he's actually playing before we kind of get excited about him or that we get optimistic with him. Because to your point, you haven't seen the best of him in a couple years now at this point. This is true. Two down, one more to go. The next guy up on the show is a newcomer. The only guy on the show today that we're discussing that is an incoming transfer to Ohio State is Jahad Carter transferring in from Syracuse. Let's get to know about the player and how NFL circles are viewing him as well. Locked on both guys rolls on here. A lot of good stuff today. Ryan's on his stuff. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you have been looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills. From PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle, that will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family-owned and operated for generations. So, Ryan, when it came out that Jihad Carter was transferring to Ohio State, I said, great, there's a need at safety. I didn't know if he was going to fill the Tanner McAllister role from a year ago. I didn't know if he was going to be um, taking somebody's spot like Josh Proctor. Didn't know what spot or what role he was going to play. All I said was, there is a need for this type of player at Ohio State. You lose, you mentioned Ron Hickman earlier, Hickman and McAllister, those were the two of the three safeties at Ohio State last year. And so, great, there's a need. Now, I also understand how Ryan Day views transfers, where this year they took more transfers than normal. There was also there were also needs at those positions when you bring those guys in. So it's saying, okay, Ryan Day's opening up and changing his philosophy about the portal, but he's going after guys where there's a desperate need for them, maybe immediately or even in the future as a depth piece. So when it comes to Jihad Carter, you could watch the film. Um, you could be excited about him. But f- when you watch the film, Ryan, from your eye, and you watch probably more, you probably watch the pl- play more than other people since Notre Dame plays a lot of ACC schools. What have you yeah. seen from Jihad Carter that that pops off the screen? Yeah, I, I think it's, a, first and foremost, I think it's a great note about how Ryan Day is using the portal. I think it's actually kind of similar to Notre Dame where they're trying to fill gaps in their roster, right? Like that's the biggest thing is that some people – you know, just 
throw the bag out there and they just try to accumulate as much talent as they can and, and make it work. And then I think places like Ohio state are like, okay, we have a need here. Let's go find a player. If there's a player out there that makes sense. I have seen a lot of Carter Jay because I have watched a whole lot of Syracuse over the last couple of years, because they have had a lot of defensive backs that have come out recently. I mean, just this past year, Garrett Williams was one of my favorite corners to come out in the draft. He ends up going in the third rounds because of an injury and he wasn't able to, to, test it all during the combine or work out. So they had Garrett Williams. They also had Deuce Chestnut, who was the other starting corner, who's actually at LSU now, transferred out. And then they had Jihad Carter, who I feel like is a very was a very underrated player for Syracuse over the last couple of years. He was six foot and three quarters, 206 pounds verified. So he's got a pretty good frame on him. Similar-ish, a little bit taller, but similar-ish frame to what a... Lathan Ransom brings to the table. This is a young man that when you, if you watch Syracuse, Syracuse ran a lot of man coverage this past year. They played a whole lot because they had two really good corners. So what they asked Carter to do was Carter was the guy that would rotate down a lot, but he would also play to the middle of the field at times. He's kind of a coverage versatile player. And then I actually think he's got a little bit of nickel upside as well. I think that he moves pretty well in short stages. I don't think he's the rangiest guy on the back end. So like true free safety type, I don't really see that. I see more a guy that's more that strong safety type, play to the field side, rotate down. And then when you rotate down though, and he's matched up with a slot in man-to-man opportunities, I think he could do some of that stuff, right? So he's one of those players that I think, I wouldn't say is like the sexiest play athlete of all time. Like, I don't think he's going to run tremendously fast. I don't think he's going to just jump out of the gym. I think he's going to have good short area stuff though. Like I think he's going to change direction. Well, so I think that this is a strong safety in a too high system where if you rotate him down, you get him man to man in some opportunities. I think Jihad Carter can do a lot of good things for you. Right? Like I think that he brings a lot of upside to the table as far as the versatility that you can play on the back end. Because, again, I don't want him to get rotated to the middle of the field all the time, but he can do it in pinches from a college perspective. And I think that he's just one of those really good alley runners, strong safety types that can do some man-to-man opportunities. So I think that he's going to do a really good job for Ohio State. I'm not surprised that it seems like he's going to play a pretty good role for Ohio State this year because I think his versatility is one of the coolest things about his game. From a college perspective, that's great. Good things for Ohio State fans. How does his game translate to the next level? He's never going to be a guy that's going to get drafted super high. Like I think that he's a he's a he's going to be a day three football player, whether it's the 2024 or 2025 NFL draft. Because there's again, there's when he goes to the combine, I think he's going to run four six. I think okay. he's going to be a okay. mid 30 30 vert guy. Like I don't okay. think he's going to have any test that just pops off the screen. I think that his stuff though that's going to be really nice is one. I think he's very smart. I think he's instinctual and he's physical. And also I think his short area stuff is pretty good. Like he's going to have pretty good testing numbers as far as broad jump, um, the 20 yard shuttle, the uh, three cone drill, like the change of direction stuff, the short area stuff, I think it's going to be pretty good. So I think there's limitations to how good of an NFL player he can be. I don't think that he's the greatest athlete. I don't think that he's going to play from depth a ton. But as a day three football player who's also going to play special teams and be able to do the physical work, I think he's got borderline draftable ability right now. And I think if he has a nice year, I think he's definitely a draftable player on day three. Ryan, this is a guy, and I'm going to ask you to do something not NFL-wise, but 
kind of, I'm going to throw a scenario out there and kind of say, do you agree or do you disagree? Kind of a sure. fun back and forth as we're closing up this series here. But it's also something for Buckeye fans who, as it sounds like from things we hear about fall camp and also from what Ryan is saying, um, the three guys are talking about are probably not going to be the three starters. So do you think this scenario is the best fit for Ohio State? You put Jihad Carter at nickel. You put Sonny Styles at strong safety. Lathan Ransom at free safety. How does that sit with you? I mean, I would rather personally, like, I would rather, if I'm running a 4-2-5 and, or even a 3-3-5, I guess. If I'm running something where I'm running with a, a nickel all the time on, on the level, I would want Lathan Ransom to be the guy that works from depth a ton. So he's my free safety or the boundary safety for most defenses. Between that, I think that I would personally like a rotation at strong safety between Jihad Carter and jo- and Josh Proctor. I feel like that spot, you rotate them, give them not 50-50, but like whatever the split is. And then Sonny Styles is your nickel. But when you go to more of like kind of like a more of a sub package perspective out of that, like maybe you go to more dime type of stuff, then I would slide styles to the middle of the field to play more like a weak side linebacker type of role and i think i would move one of either proctor or, or actually i would move carter down to the nickel spot if that's kind of where i'm working so i think the interchangeableness that that carter brings between strong safety and nickel is valuable and honestly styles would be the guy that i'm saying big nickel and then also you're going to play some true linebacker stuff so some true weak side linebacker i just think that at 6'5, 220 230 pounds whatever Styles is right now him playing a true strong safety role is a little bit tough okay. man like he's just a big dude right so playing playing that overhang and then rotating down into a true linebacker spot is I think more what I would do but the good thing is today is I just said a lot of different players in this role I think that you look at what Jim Knowles has to work with in 2023 it's a lot of possibilities which I think yeah. is really fun Ryan, got to get out of here, man. It's fun having you on the show. If you could let everyone know where they can uh, follow you on Twitter and they catch some of the stuff you're writing for Notre Dame as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go to Ryzen Draft on Twitter, R-I-S-E-N Draft on X or Twitter or whatever we want to call it now. You follow me there, RyzenDraft.com. We have the mock draft data. Uh, we have the prospect database, excuse me, the mock draft simulator. It's it's just really a one-stop shop for anybody that wants to just talk drafts like that's really what it is and then irishbreakdown.com notre dame's kicking off their season so in only a few weeks notre dame will be matching up against the buckeyes so if you want to go to irishbreakdown.com you'll be able to get a little bit of insight into what buckeye fans should expect from notre dame and guys you can follow me on twitter at jstevens07 send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com this has been locked on buckeyes here on a tuesday i'll see you next time